0: Welcome to OutMain's first official podcast episode. We are so excited to have you here. Today we're going to be talking a little bit more about OutMain and who we are, what we do, as well as how we do it. So to get us started off, I want to talk a little bit about OutMain's mission. Our mission is to build welcoming and affirming communities for Maine's LGBTQ youth. We are the only statewide organization that focuses exclusively On LGBTQ+ youth, and have been doing so since 1996. The way we do this is by looking at the four things that anchor us. So first, we think about safe community spaces. For us, we host you know weekly programs, we do overnights, we do weekend retreats, as well as one of our largest events called Rainbow Ball Weekend. And if you've been fortunate enough to have a loved one attend or hear about it, you already know how meaningful these events are to our youth. Another thing that grounds us in the work we do is building welcoming and affirming schools all over the state of Maine. We help people to build GSTAs, and if you don't know what that is, that's a gay-straight-trans alliance. And these are things that have been around for a really long time, but they might have just had a variety of names. For example, it might be something called a gay-straight-trans alliance. It might be a rainbow club. It might be um, a gender and sexuality alliance, there's numerous options here in terms of what you could call it, but it's something that we know has statistically proven to be a help in supporting LGBTQ plus youth. In the past, not only have we helped to start up brand new gay-straight trans alliances in schools, we've also helped out existing groups that might just need a little something to get their group up and running. Here at Outmain, we are also really fortunate to have an incredible training coordinator, and that is the lovely August Sender. August does amazing trainings all over the state, and we are so glad that we can offer these types of resources to people because not only are we reaching people in the Midcoast where we're based out of, but we're reaching all over the state. The third pillar that grounds us in the work we do is working to build a strong safety net through trainings. Our trainings are available to Health providers, mental health providers, clergy, crisis workers, youth service agencies, and more. We work really hard to educate people all over the state. And last, but certainly not least, the fourth pillar that grounds us in the work we do is supporting parents and families. We do this by providing resources to help reduce youth homelessness in the state of Maine. One in five Maine teens identify as LGBTQ+. 41% 41% of LBGT teens seriously considered suicide in the past 12 months. That's about 2,800 students, and that's enough to fill about 58 school buses. It's statistics like these that make it blatantly obvious that the work we do is so needed. Whether you're a parent or an ally or just a friend, family member, whatever role you play in the life of an LGBTQ youth Know that you are welcome to ask questions and be part of the conversation. We know sometimes asking for help and asking questions can be hard. So here at OutMain, we've developed something called Dear Chuck. Dear Chuck is where grown-ups' questions get answered by queer youth. So if you're looking for answers to questions that you haven't been able to ask out loud, whether you want to keep anonymity or you just feel silly asking a question, reach out to us. On our website, you can find a section called Dear Chuck where you can anonymously submit a question and we'll respond on our website by posting a blog. To give you an idea of the kind of questions you can submit to Dear Chuck, let's give you an example. Here's a question that we answered previously this year. The question states, my child recently came out to me as transgender and I'm trying to figure out the best way to support my child around sharing this information with our extended family grandparents, cousins, etc. Not everyone in our family has the most inclusive mindset. I want to make sure that I'm not unintentionally causing my child any harm by putting them in an uncomfortable situation. Do you have any suggestions on approaching this topic with unsupportive family members? Should I be the one to tell them or should I let my child? Here's our answer. This is a great question. Thank you for bringing it up. This question has multiple aspects to it, so let's break it down to understand all of the pieces. First, let's talk about supporting your child in the beginning stages of their transition. If your child just came out to you, it probably feels new and it might feel scary. Finding information to educate yourself on what it means to be transgender can help you support your child. But remember, your child should not be the one to educate you. Next, make sure you take a breath. Your child feeling comfortable coming out to you means they trust you with this really critical information, and so you're already doing something right. Nothing you did as a parent influenced the gender identity of your child, and they did not choose to be transgender, it is who they are. Next, we move on to the primary concern of this question. How to talk with extended family who might not be supportive. Sometimes, children are not ready for their extended family to learn about their gender identity, and that's okay. You can deal with this by having open conversations with your child about who they want to know. Ask your child if there are people that they specifically do not want to know, who are those people, when they might run into those people, etc. If your child does wish to share their gender identity with family members, you can support them by making a plan with your child. Ask what information they feel comfortable sharing or when they would like to share that information. If a family member is unsupportive in a group setting, Pull your child aside and check in. See how they're feeling. See if they're overwhelmed. Your child might want you to assist in getting people's attention or pulling family members aside because it can be intimidating for them to announce that they would like to talk to someone in private. If your child wants to leave, back them up in that decision and go. This is a great way to validate your child's feelings in this vulnerable moment and give them a sense of safety and security. Your child should never be in a situation where they have to defend themselves. This process is not about defense. It is about feeling comfortable to have conversations regarding their identity. Have a plan if something goes south. Make a plan before engaging in this conversation. Come up with an escape plan, such as a code word or a specific phrase for your child to communicate if they need to leave. It may be helpful to have a supportive sibling or friend or family member that's in earshot or around when these conversations happen just for additional support. Remember, let your child lead the discussion and they will let you know if they need your help. Overall, avoiding harmful situations can be done by setting clear boundaries and actively listening to your child's thoughts and needs. While this is just one question that was answered by our Dear Chuck column, no questions are off limits. Of course, we want to maintain appropriate question asking, but we understand that these topics can be really difficult to talk about. So feel free to send us a message. Whether that's to Dear Chuck or it's to my email, which is M-A-U-R-A, at outmain.org, and we're happy to have conversations with you. Have suggestions for our podcast topics? Let us know. Feel free to send us a message of a topic that is really high priority for you or would be something that you would love to have answered. Just remember, we're here for you and want to help in every way that we can. Keep an eye out for our next podcast that will be released soon. The topic will be The Power of Loving Relationships.